You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Hey, and um, everyone that goes on that stage, I don't know how they do it. So I'm going to be down here where I feel close to you and comfortable, so you'll indulge me. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I want us to take a minute to pray. We're still talking about the Holy Spirit. And we want the Holy Spirit to move in our midst. There are people just like you and I in the upper room. And the Holy Spirit descended. What we're praying for this evening is that we feel the power of God. We want to feel the power of God so mightily in this space. We want to feel the power of God move through his word. Because I'm only a messenger. We're asking that the power that we connect with tonight will move through our lives in Jesus' name. We will not leave here the same way we have come. We will not leave here with the baggage that we came with. The Bible says that the entrance of his word, his word brings illumination, it brings light. We're asking for this light to come through every circumstance, every situation that we're faced with. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, I was glad when we were told to come into the house of the Lord. And we show that we are glad when it's time to praise God. And we're excited from our spirit to shout praises to his name. Because the only thing our God eats is not physical food. It's his praise. It's our praise to him. And so for every time we have cause to praise him out of the much and the abundance that he has given us, the little that we can give back is a shout of praise. And for LifePoint Church, the praise of God cannot cease from our lips in Jesus' name. Amen. And so today I'm speaking on the various ways the Holy Spirit leads. It's a three-part message. The importance of the inner witness and the place of dreams and visions. Are you excited? Are you excited? Okay. And so, I saw this um, message once on somebody's DP and it said, um, it was from a scripture, and it said, um, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you and does nothing. That's not what the word says, right? Yeah. But then it got me thinking that if the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead really dwells on the inside of us and our lives remain the same and unchanged, then there's a big question mark. Because the Bible says that the same, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of us. I want you to imagine it. That power, that spirit, it raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That is the power that resides on the inside of you and I. And so if our lives remain uneventful, then is it really that same power that is working? 
And I think that's food for thought this evening. We want to connect to the Holy Spirit to the point where the same power that raised Christ from the dead does remarkable things in our lives, does awe-inspiring things in our lives. Praise God. And you know, it took me to um, the book of Nehemiah. And when Nehemiah was building the wall, and the Bible records that he had a feeling on the inside of him. He, 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 he was moved and was touched by what was happening to the children of Israel. They were not, they, he didn't have blood relatives there, it was recorded. That it wasn't as though maybe his wife was there or he just was very moved. And in the book of Joshua, it says that um, Jericho was shut, it was shut up. Right? In and out, there was no going in, there was no going out. It was very secure. I want you to follow me this evening. And then it was also recorded that when the spies were sent, they went to meet a harlot. They went to the house of a harlot. And she was the one that gave them information. She gave them, she took care of them. And I want us to now think about it very logically. That it, one man who was the cupbearer of the king, he wasn't in the army, he was a cupbearer. But he was the one sent to build a wall. And then, fast forward to Joshua. One guy. And this one guy, haven't seen that the walls of Jericho were shut, fully secure. Just imagine, I mean, you know, we, we watch these films where we see the big walls, right? And they're high, right? And they've got iron barricades. A normal gate around where we live that we can scale, we still respect the fact that it's shut, let alone locked. But this one says that it had guards manning it. So I can imagine that there were guards on the wall. Right? Yeah. And I can imagine that there were people who were ready with um, bows and arrows that just in case they heard that there was going to be an invasion, there were people who were going to... And so this one guy then gets up and says, well, I was told that we should march around this wall. Let's be honest. Will you not laugh? Seriously. Will you not laugh? That, you know what? I, we, we are going to bring down this wall. People, we, you know, I can imagine him getting excited. You know that, you know what, guys? Something has dropped in my spirit. And everybody's like, okay, what, 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 what? You know? Are we going to take pills? Are we going to go to the gym? What, what's going to happen? And then he says, no, what is going to happen is that um, the Holy Spirit said, um, the first day we'll go around and people are like, are you serious? If it's a modern day, they'll be like, be like, say, <clears throat> exactly. And then the two spies, they were not told exactly where to go, but something led them to the house of a prostitute and a prostitute anybody can pay her price do you understand so logically speaking is that the right person for anyone to say i'm going to spy into a city but and i'm going to meet rehab the prostitute you know she's the one that's going to keep us there it will sound stupid you can't look for a just man you understand who when he's 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 asked and he's prodded would say um 
have the spirit of God on the inside of me and I am sorry I can't disclose but they went to meet Rahab the prostitute who anyone could have paid her price let alone the king and it was recorded that the king called her and questioned her but she didn't give up the secrets I want to ask you these guys that did exploits these guys that did exploits I can also imagine Daniel he was he saw he saw three course meals and refused to eat the three course meals and then says oh I just want to go vegetarian and can you imagine people saying you are not okay I want us to be real this evening that you are you are you are you are in Asorok you are there you are, you are you are with the movers and the shakers and you are still pretend a little bit is what I probably would say that you can't win this battle with you being alienated from what is going on but he heard an inner voice that was his strength and then worst case scenario they say you you'd have to bow down and this guy says I'm not gonna bow and somebody that loves him will go and meet him and say Kilo Bojule, what is it tell me do you have some money somewhere do you have one guy somewhere and he says no it's something on the inside of me that tells me that I'll go through the fiery furnace and it will not scorch me that is the same power that raised Christ from the dead that we're talking about that power that moves on the inside of us that leads us see how these people were led in different directions same mandate but they all did different things and the Bible says that we are called to do exploits well, did they not do exploits? they did how are we different? I question myself a lot and I'm constantly I'm one of those people I'm never I will keep questioning myself and so I've questioned myself over and over again that what did these people do different? I've asked myself did they have two heads? it wasn't recorded that they had two heads I've asked myself, I mean, exactly what was so special about them. Some of them were, their, 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 their fathers were not even mentioned. Goes to show that they didn't come from a lineage of royalty. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It's full introspection this evening. And so, how can the Holy Spirit quicken me? How can that power that raised Christ from the dead become active in my life? How can it be evident that there's a power on the inside of me? You see, I want to give this, you know, I, I heard um, Oyinda give this analogy once before and I love the analogy so much. And I recall when the iPhone 7 came out and my son and my brother were going through everything it could, it could do and all I was hearing was wow 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 and then can you imagine owning the iPhone 7 or any fantastic smartphone and you just put your sim in it it's great enough for you to look at it but then it's operating only on the Airtel network. 
meaning it can only get SMS and you can only make calls. But on the inside of that iPhone 7 are so many applications that you need to download. And these applications will take you to a new world altogether, a new dimension. So I'm an app junkie. And so I, I can stay up all night looking for apps to make me smarter, make my business work back better. But if I had no Wi-Fi, if there was no connectivity, all that phone would be capable of doing is to get text messages and make calls. Even as little as WhatsApp that we take for granted, it requires Wi-Fi. So the question this evening is, are you just a sim? Operating in this space called the world? Or are you an activated sim that has a Wi-Fi? A constant Wi-Fi that takes you to worlds unknown. When people see the outlook of my phone sometimes, they say, oh my goodness, it's so pretty. What phone is this? I, I want to say, look, you can download the app on any phone. It's not the phone. And so, same with these guys. It's not the vessel. As long as you're attuned in the spirit, you will get into realms. But the question I want to ask again this evening is why don't we? Why do we leave it as just a SIM card? I get lazy with technology. And so I just want, I tell my kids, connect this Wi-Fi to my phone. So anytime I say, activate Wi-Fi, it already understands the network, right? I don't like to go through the bother. But it's the bother. If I didn't have anyone to do it for me, I'll have to do it myself. Right, guys? Yes. Sometimes the phone will be searching for the Wi-Fi. So it's not sometimes an automatic click. Sometimes the Wi-Fi will fluctuate. Praise God. But I want us to think about it. There's so many things that are deterrents to us connecting. And there are so many reasons why the, the world doesn't want us to connect. So, don't, so that I don't get spooky. I use bread as my analogy. And I say all the time that bread, shop right bread that's hot, nice and soft and moist. Am I getting someone hungry? Okay. Shop right bread, you buy it. It's nice and then you leave it on the table. It is bread, ShopRite bread. And ShopRite bread after tomorrow, by in 20 minutes or 30 minutes, is no longer hot. Given? Good. Then, ShopRite bread by the next day is ordinary bread. Do you believe? Okay, so you've been there. And then, two days later, ShopRite bread on the table, unrefrigerated, becomes stale. Shoprite bread did not upset anybody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It is ordinary bread 
that the forces, atmospheric forces, not spiritual, have just worked against it. How much more you, that your mere existence has the capacity to irritate? Am I making sense? Good. How much more you, that you've got atmospheric, spiritual, ignoring against everything that God has put on the inside of you. Yet, just like the bread, we don't want to push ourselves into the refrigerator. And you know, I cry on the inside when I hear Christians say, I didn't hurt anybody. Nobody can hurt me. And I'm like, are you reading your Bible? Seriously? Are you really reading? You're not countering things. Nobody can hurt you. You can't be delayed. You can't be stagnated. <laughs> We've got growing up to do. And so, if we've got all these things working against us, why, tell me why, we'll refuse to connect to Wi-Fi at every opportunity that we can. Praise God. Food for thought. And so, the importance of the inner witness and the Holy Spirit is our witness. Part of the roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to, is to serve as a witness. And who is a witness? I want to deal with this by us imagining that we're in a courtroom. And I like to watch crime and investigation. Anybody that likes it, thank you. And in the courtroom, you know how important it is to have a witness without a witness it's called lawyers this is circumstantial or help me no lawyer okay let's form it circumstantial evidence right no proof you see how important it is to have somebody who witnessed the crime an eyewitness the eyewitness account alone can send somebody to death row. And the Bible says that we have a witness in the Holy Spirit. The one who searches things. The one who knows things. Who knows things. Who is who's capable of taking us to that other realm. To those other realms. You see, many times our understanding of how the Holy Spirit deals with us is very, is based on past, is based on what has been written. Do we agree? But I have found that, you know, the Bible says that um, we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And Correct me, I'm not an English major, but when you say proceeds, it means that he's continually speaking. Yeah. And I believe that the originator of communication cannot be, cannot have double standards. Praise God. 
he says that the, the major reason for marriage is for what? Eh? Ah, procreation care. It's for what? Companionship. And companionship involves communication. Right? How can somebody who originated something that he says the first purpose is for communication and companionship and this guy will now not know how to communicate with us it's not possible and you know there are some things that are key constants I'm not a mathematician but one of the things that I have learned is that some things are variables and some things are constants and God communicating is a constant we are the variables how can I hear God speak to me? How do I know when he's speaking to me? How can I be certain that he's really witnessing for me? And here are some of the ways. Through the word of God. We all know that. But has it happened before that you read the word and it could be a word or a sentence jumps out at you and you know that it's not generic. Has it happened to you before? Yes. Remember this guy said that, how can I destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and I will not tell my friend. He's a friendship lover. If we spent as much time with the Holy Spirit in the presence of God as we spent with our colleagues, wouldn't it be amazing? By reading his word, we're growing in faith, we're growing in understanding. By reading the word of God, he illuminates everything. You know, have you had problems before that you don't even want to process? Okay, sorry, I'm the only one. Yeah, you, you, the problem is there, but you don't even want to process it. You're not even ready to deal with it. Now, can you imagine having a friend who does not wait until you say, oh yeah, come, 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 let's talk about it. A friend who is going to go, the Bible says he goes into spirit. He goes into soul. He goes into the intents. Ah, that's powerful. And he's able to tear it asunder. He's able to put issues for issues. Apples for apples, oranges for oranges. That's the guy that we have as a friend. And then all of a sudden, we have clarity. I think it's profound to have a friend like that. The Bible also says that through teachings, he said he's disseminated his spirit. Some people are apostles, some, some are disciples, some are teachers. He has placed teachers. He's placed people who have the discernment of spirits. And so we are a body. Amongst us here are people who can see. Amongst us here are people who can pray. Amongst us here are people who can decipher and disseminate the word. And this is also why we cannot do away with coming together. It's not good enough for us to be Christians 
in our bedrooms. What our Christianity should do is that we should help each other. Imagine if you see visions and I dream. Praise God. Isn't that a healthy relationship? Aren't we all covered? Talk to me, people. Yeah. Where I say, sister, so, so, and so, I dreamt that you bought a Range Rover tomorrow. You're laughing. Are you doubting God? And then somebody says, you're meant to travel to Ibadan. Please don't go. You're not meant to travel this season. Isn't that a healthy church? Isn't that a healthy church? Yes. And my prayer is that after this season, we're all going to be working in our gifts in Jesus' name. And not working in isolation with our gifts, working in unity. Praise God. Okay. And then the Bible talks about impressions. Impressions. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Impressions can come from dreams. After all, when Joseph wanted to put away his wife, he was thinking it into his, in his heart. And that's the role when we have decisions. Should I let her go? Is she the one for me? Sometimes she does some things that make me think that she's the one for me. And then the Holy Spirit comes in a dream and says, she's the one for you. I think that's awesome. Who's <laughs> laughing here? He's showing your wife in a dream. People say it's old school. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah? And then visions. Those are impressions. They're not tangible things that you can hold. But that is what the Holy Spirit does. He takes us to realms unknown. Realms we can't fathom. And then circumstances. And so I had this little... Um, I'll use a personal example. I had this little prayer group. And off the, I was just asked, what should we name it? And I said, name it Orange Butterflies. I wasn't really thinking about it. I just felt Orange Butterflies is my look, the logo of my business. Ah, make it Orange Butterflies. And then the modalities of the prayers, prayer meeting started getting a little tough for me. And I went to meet Pastor Godman and I said, I want to say I can't do this work anymore. It's a little tough for me. And he said, pray about it. And so that day, I got into my car and I went to a site. And I think I had run my business then for about eight years or so. I had never seen a butterfly, let alone an orange butterfly. So I get to the site I had been praying on Third Milan Bridge. I was praying and I was just asking God for clarity. But you know, I was asking, but I didn't know how God was going to speak to me. I was saying, maybe I'll dream. And the Lord would say, ho, 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 ho. My darling daughter, that prayer group is what you should stick to. And I wake up in the morning and say, oh God, he spoke. But then I got to the site I was working on and I was about to leave when this thing looking like a mosquito, looking like a moth, looking like a 
a fly fluttered into my car distinctly orange not burnt yeah not canary yellow shading into orange no distinctly orange and it fluttered in fluttered in and perched I was driving and perched on my staring thank you and as soon as I saw that I just burst out crying because it was so heavy on my heart what God was saying to me if you'd never seen a butterfly with all the orange butterfly stickers that you stick on cars yeah you now see a butterfly when you want to pack something that is close to my heart in you must be joking and as soon as I saw it I closed my door I closed the vents of my AC and I started speeding home that when I get to my go to put the orange butterfly in a jar and can it I still saw it on third Milan bridge and then I said I'm sure it's in the back seat somewhere and when I got home we went under the engine to look for the orange butterfly the message had been passed and like that was not enough the next day another orange butterfly went into the shop of another person and same experience perched on the mirror and at this point I said you are passing a strong message that maybe next year you might feel like packing it in this is enough for you to know that 10 years and then the third day three consecutive days and when you see the butterflies they look alike the third day I went to Ibadan for the baby dedication and myself and my friend were praying over the baby and she said Tope look up and perched on the ceiling was an orange butterfly tell me that our God does not speak we want to hear God the way we want him to speak to us the way it's been noted that he spoke to so so and so but God speaks all the time are we cognizant of the ways that he speaks to you? It's a very personal relationship that he has got with you. It's not a club. It's you and him. And only you can decipher the voice of the Holy Spirit. But are we attentive enough? Bible says that to the carnal man all things are foolishness so I can tell the same story to people and they say oh my goodness this girl is so daft doesn't she understand coincidences but coincidence doesn't exist in my dictionary only miracles do so I put it to you today I put it to you this evening person who is guided by the Holy Spirit is the only one capable of doing the exploits that is spoken about because except you think that by the arm of flesh you can achieve anything we're joking the only one who can do exploits is the one who is attuned to the frequency the Holy Spirit is moving because he'll tell you what to do how to do it, when to do it 
you will say something that sounds like foolishness and honestly speaking it will be wisdom that is the kind of power the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead resides on the inside of you and can never be allowed to dwell there and do nothing I want us to get up to our feet this evening I want us to begin to pray there's nothing like God speaking to you about your situation we all have situations I want us to begin to talk to him he has sent us a helper in the person of the Holy Spirit I want us to begin to talk to him that we want to recognize the move of the Holy Spirit on, on, in us in our lives, around us we don't want to be oblivious to his move we don't want to be absent when he's working when he was leaving he said I am sending you a helper I'm sending you an advocate I want you to begin to speak because these are legal terms and the enemy is constantly accusing us the enemy is constantly accusing us constantly raising things telling lies about us accusations left and right reasons why we will not move forward reasons why the good things will elude us thank you for listening to a message from the life point church to download more free messages please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng point ng